This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster. This is TLC Ninja, a podcast for teachers by teachers about classroom innovation. Hi, and welcome to episode 128 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. My name is Lisa Nowakowski, and I'm a technology coach here in South Monterey County in California. And I am an instructional technology coach in Beverly Hills, California. My name is Nancy Minicozzi. And just as a reminder, we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that. No, we don't. But we do have time for a coffee fact. Did you know that a French naval officer by the name of Gabriel de Clure introduced coffee in Martinique? He wanted to bring one of the king's coffee plants over there. The king didn't want him to take one because they were valuable. So what did he do? He stole it. And he kept it alive through storms, limited water supplies. He shared his water with his little coffee plant. Um, He kept it safe during pirate attacks. And now when you go to Martinique, there's a lot of coffee there. So we are grateful to him. Our guest today is Bonnie Chalette, and she is going to be talking to us about supporting teachers through coaching. So, Bonnie, thanks for coming on. Tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are, what you do. First, I want to say, like, uh, 128 episodes is crazy. You guys (laughs) are are just dedication. And then I, I came on this podcast because Lisa was my mentor for the Google Innovator Program. She was amazing. Uh, she made me a better educator. Um, wow. I am a instructional technology facilitator, which is a really long name, or tech coach um, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in the East Baton Rouge Parish School System. We are a district of about 40,000 students and about 6,000 staff members. So I support right now about 11 schools. We kind of have it divided up among our team. Oh, wow. So you're supporting 11 schools. Are you visiting them all every day or how, how did you organize that? Well, uh, pre-pandemic, you know, I, I totally visited every day. I have a very idealistic calendar set up where in a perfect world, I would see everybody in one week. Rarely does that happen, but that's my plan. And every morning I get up and, you know, I have some, you always have some emergency, but um, yeah, I always try to go face to face. Because I, I feel like people are just, that, that's what they need. But COVID numbers are about to be crazy. Um, not sure how we're going to start off the year. So. so pre-pandemic, besides trying to get to everybody and doing it in person, how, what did your traditional support look like? Um, I, if, and my favorite is PLCs. I really like to set up like a schedule with PLCs um, and be like, I'm going to come back every other week. Um, that's my favorite. I feel like when te- it's a time where teachers expect to be meeting um, and they're receptive. And then I'm talking about technology. So it's something they really like, they feel like impacts them. And it's, I don't give paperwork or anything. So everybody's really nice when, when I come to PLCs. Um, but in addition to that, you know, I'll offer like 
on professional development days, I'll do big picture training and then even more, you know, at a whole school. And then more than that, um, I offer like district-wide training. Pre-pandemic, so, all that was face-to-face. Sounds like you're a busy person just running everywhere. So during the pandemic, how did your role change then? Well, that, you know, in March, um, we, we went virtual and there was like, I mean, it was, it was great because we had so many people so dedicated to professional development in a way we never had before. Um, but it was like almost calming people from panic too. Um, so it, my role has changed because I do a lot more virtual stuff, a lot more recordings, um, got a lot better at recording and you know, have a light and have a stand and have all that and a mic. Um, but that is, I think, the biggest shift. And some of that's been positive. Um, before, I don't think people would have been as receptive to a recording. They'd be like, uh, you know, I don't have time for that. But now um, I've got tons of people who show up for even after school stuff because they're like, they don't have to come to a building. They don't have to find a sitter. So that has been probably the biggest shift. Yeah, we experienced that too. Um, in fact, we are going back face to face. But we're offering training the week before school starts on a voluntary basis. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to come to the in-person training. In fact, we um, are going to cancel it. But the virtual training, everybody's all over that. I think it is easier. You don't have to find a sitter. You can do it at home. You're and, and I think that's important in reaching people, right? Because they're in a comfortable situation. I totally agree. Um, could not agree more. You know, I did tell people, I'm like, if you could turn your camera off while you're eating breakfast, it's cool. <laughs> you know, saw a lot of people eating and I was like, I'm not mad if you turn your camera off. It's no big deal. Um, but, you know, and, and like a lot more with StreamYard when, you know, um, my team has gotten a lot better with StreamYard with having trainings when we've got so many people. I'm like, hey, let's not fight mics all the, you know, the whole time. Like, let's let's shift to that kind of stuff. Um, and it's really been great. Um, but like I said, now we're doing the same thing. We have this big master plan, um, of having this week long PD at all these sites, you know, with 6,000 people. And today, like some people, there's this Facebook group where there are a lot of teachers and they're like, I'm not going to a, a, a training with, you know, thousand people because each site's going to, so we might have to ship that to virtual. Yeah. It's, <laughs> for some, for some things, I think virtual is a lot easier, okay. but y- you are missing that in person, but I think there is a lot to be gained from it. Um, so what are some lessons that you're going to take with you into the coming year? I think that's a really good question because um, when we back, we went like when we plan to go back face to face, people were asking me some stuff and I was like, we need to figure out what worked and what didn't, you know, we can't, we don't need to go back exactly the way things were before. Cause that wasn't all working. Um, but using technology just for the sake of using technology isn't a thing either. Um, so we need to, to really reflect on that. And I've been encouraging teachers like, Hey, um, tell me what worked, you know, and, and trying to bring that out. And they're like, I like this, didn't like this kids don't like putting their camera on so this is how I address that um so in the coming year like I said I can't um emphasize enough about like the recordings but also 
like I was really surprised that at every school we have like a designated school technology person like it's my contact and um I had they were like I wish you would send us more emails and I was like who says that but (laughs) they were like the stuff you send is really useful and you know you always send like I'm obsessed with IORAD you know like a tutorial with it and I was like so you want more emails and they're like yeah yeah they're like from you because you always hear our problems and then make something to address it um, so that's something in the coming year I really want to work on. It sounds crazy, but more emails and like more communication directly with my, my STFs and teachers. Yeah. And um, IORED is a great tool if you're not familiar with it. You want to explain a little bit about what it is? Um, it's the most simple program to make tutorials. Um, you, it's an extension. You click on it and then you do whatever you need to do on the screen Um, It records you when you click on the button again to stop it. It makes step-by-step tutorials. Like back in the day, you know, we had to make screenshots, no more, but put big pink boxes where they need to click and you can add audio and music and um, even like blur out your data. It's really great for tutorials that you can make in a minute. And the other thing that I really like about it is that you can have people walk through the process. Yes, yes, sorry. And you click a button to forward through each step. Like they can look at it on their own time. Yes, yes, So it's great. So um, is that uh, one of the tools? I know we were gonna talk a little bit about how you get trust of uh, the tech reluctant teachers. Hopefully there aren't a lot of those left. Um, Is that one of the methods that you use or? Um, Yeah, I try to call them late adopters, you know. but you know it takes like a lot of kindness and a lot of patience and i'm like i'm here you know i got that i do my my main problem is sometimes when people won't listen like if you don't know anything i got time for you i'll teach you from scratch you know like sometimes when you have a teacher who was hesitant and you're like you get to start from scratch you get to build how they're going to use technology which is fun no bad habits there you go um like i had a lady that wanted to use Google Forms to do this feedback. And I was like, my issue with Google Forms is that people create a new sheet for every assessment. And I was like, just add it to your old sheet, have the one sheet, you know, cause everybody clicks the green button and it'll be like, create a new sheet and they have thousand. And she was like, huh? And I was like, see, I got to train you from scratch. So now you know how to do it the right way. Um, but just a lot of patience. And in a world where we go back face to face, I find like, just visiting consistently, even when we don't necessarily have an appointment, just popping in, um, you know, teachers get very jaded and they're like, you're never coming back. I'm going to see you this one time. You're never coming back, but almost like harassment, like, Hey, I'm here again, you know, um, and can, you know, <laughs> and just sending like emails, like just, just continuously checking in. Um, I find my late adopters are, you know, they're experienced. They've seen people come and go. So like, that just like consistent follow-up um, after I after I solve a problem, I'll send, still send an email like a week later. Hey, is this still working? Oh, the, the feedback from that is always like, oh my gosh, you're so nice. And I'm like, I just sent an email. I have one like copied and pasted um, that, you know, just says like, hey, enjoyed working with you. And it, it's funny. And people, I ended some of my emails with, how, you know, how are you doing? Oh my God, people need to check on your teachers. 
because they would like tell me all their feelings. I'm like, we got to check on you guys more. Well, SEL is important for adults as well Mm -hmm. as students. And I think we need to remember that. Um, And I think that that's part of being a tech coach, right? Or any kind of coach is understanding where the people you're working with are coming from. It's managing a lot of um, anxiety, you know? Um, And then like when everybody's stressed and it's, you know, it's like panic mode. Like if we go back virtual again, I'm I'm not ready. I'm not mentally ready. I got to get in my mind space because it's just, it's a lot of panic, you know, and I get it. I get it. My whole family's educators, my mom, my aunt, like everybody. So I've, I've lived on, you know, vacations in the summer, hearing about this and that. Um, and so, and they keep me grounded. I'm the only one that ever left the class classroom. And they remind me of that. Um, you know, they're like, well, you don't count what you do. Like that's what my mom said, but now she's like, okay, okay, okay. You know, things. But um, yeah. Um, it is, you know, it's a process. I think in my district though, cause it's so big. That's my biggest is just continuously following up. Um, follow, follow up is key. And it is challenging when you're in a big district or you're supporting many schools. Yeah. I got to make um, a note. You have to. And I will tell you when I was supporting multiple schools, my calendar was my best friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. I snooze a lot of emails. Um, I'll snoo- I'll get it and snooze it for two weeks. And then when it shows up on my inbox, then I respond again. And then it looks like I have inbox zero too for a little while for a brief period of time. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so then I'll be like, Oh, let me check in with her. So um, I do that a lot. Like with people that I help, I'll take that last email and snooze it. And then when it shows up again, I'll be like, Hey, let's talk again. That's a, that's a great suggestion. Um, what are some other tips or tools? We talked about IORAD, so, and snoozing emails is a great way to remind you to check in with people. What other things, uh, do you do or suggest Um, other people try? I have time built in my calendar for today's emergencies. Um, was that my one minute? That was our one minute timer. So perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have time built in. I feel like we build our calendars and we build it every minute. And I'm like, no, every, something's going to happen every day. Like you need to have a block that's like today's fires, um, you know, and if not, you can work on something else. Um, I think the, the, one of the things I use the most are bitlies. Um, I'm always sharing resources. Um, and I feel like I'll give the teachers a bitly to open it. And I'm like, Hey, star this document you're going to need it later when you open it um and teaching them that i'm like hey let's come back to that um so they can always know where to find me and where to find that information i gave them um because i know it sounds simple but sharing out information is so difficult and i'm always surprised by what people like um one year i made just the beginning of school i made a like it had it was a table and it had 10 things. It just was like Bond's favorite things. And it was 10 things and it explained it. It told you how to log in and it had like a tutorial. People loved it. And I was like, this is not the most amazing thing I did all year, but it was so simple. And people liked like the breakdown. Logins are always such as logins, half the battle. Um, so it showed them how to log in and just examples of how to use it. It's so short and people loved it. 
crazy. I think it must have been easy to access, right? Exactly. And so that user-friendly, right? That teachers love that stuff. Sometimes your jazzy slideshow isn't what they're looking for. They're just looking for something simple that they can, you know, always go back to. I do exactly. love my jazzy slideshows, but. They're fun to make. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Canva. The most obsessed with Canva. Canva is great. Well, thank you so much. And uh, thank you for being our guest and to our listeners. Anytime. Oh, we're excited. We, this is, this is going to be great for all all our back to school tech coaches. Um, So thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. Our comment question is what is the best advice you have ever gotten from a coach? educational or otherwise love it and don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom and please help others find us by rating us uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast if you would like to be a guest on the show or know someone who we should have on please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know